Good evening. Hello. Thank you for joining me, everybody. Thank you for those that have um, that have come along. And hello, if anybody is either watching back, listening along on Spotify. Today, what we're going to be talking about is, is very simple. It's very straightforward. And it's something that I've had a couple of requests for over the last few weeks. And actually, I think this is something that's going to be really useful going forward, which is, is going plant-based, something which is uh, considerably more popular than it ever used to be. And something that there has been a lot of um, fairly controversial things pinging around on the internet, um, some very big claims being made. And um, what I'm going to do today is going to avoid talking about almost all of them um, and just stick to what we do know, right? Because there's a lot of stuff out there which is... Um, which is sort of very, very polarized each way. There's a big movement of people wanting to thinking that everybody, regardless of anything else for health purposes, should be fully plant-based, fully vegan, all that kind of stuff. Um, there are an equally upset and um, say passionate group of people who also think that any plant foods you consume are bad for you and that you should only ever eat you know, animal products. So you basically spend your entire life eating steak, liver and cheese, okay? I am the eternal voice of calm and reason and balance. Um, and so we'll try to continue to be that. Um, so inevitably, there are going to be questions. So after you finish watching this, then please um, let me know because everything is very much a, it depends. It comes down to your opinion. It depends on how it makes you feel, your beliefs, um, your, um, you know, your goals and all that kind of stuff. But what we're going to do is we're just going to cover the basics here so that we have an easy resource that people can use should they be thinking about this kind of thing um, so that they can avoid all the common pitfalls um, and get kind of get the answers nice and quickly. So what I am going to say do first is make sure that everybody is fully aware of what is I'm not going to be covering today. OK, the first thing is whether or not it is morally correct to eat animals in this day and age. OK, not touching that with a barge pole. Um, full disclosure, I eat meat. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to cover that. If you don't want to eat animals because you don't want to eat animals, totally cool. We can work around that. Um, but I'm not touching that with a barge bowl. Second thing is the environment. So as I'm sure you're all probably equally, if not more so, um, sort of educated about than me about, um, there are some associations with what you eat and its impact on the environment. We are not going to be talking about that either because, Again, you probably know, well, I'd be imagine you know as much as me. I'm sure so lots of you will know will know more. So um, if that's your concern, then I'm not going to talk about that. And um, if that's what you want to do, then that's great. And I'll help you to improve your, your nutrition choices with those ideas in mind. Okay. What I am going to be talking about today is three things. The first one is how a plant-based diet affects your health. Okay. What are the things that we know? And by that, I mean, what are the things that we know, which is coming from a peer reviewed source and is generally accepted as true by the medical nutritional community, um, not what your favorite vegan slash carnivore influencer is telling you on your social media channels. All right. So there are massive issues with nutrition science. It's very difficult to do well. Um, it isn't the same as sort of drug science and that kind of things. It's, it's a lot more difficult to actually get things correct. And so what you seem to find is there is an agenda and then a lot of cherry picking going on as opposed to actual um, sort of balanced reviews. And so what we're going to be sticking with is essentially 
the thing that all the polarizing people on the internet hate, which is the mainstream narrative, right? So that's all I'm really qualified to tell you about. So that's what I'm going to say, okay? We're going to talk a little bit about a few facts and a few myths. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some of the things out there which are not necessarily that well understood from my experience of having talking to people having spoken to people um so we're going to be covering that and then lastly the most important thing is i'm actually going to give you some actionable points um upon which you can you can sort of you well you can take them away and upon which you can act actually go and um actually make a change if this is the kind of thing that you're interested in okay so hopefully that's the disclaimer sorted hopefully that's useful hopefully you wouldn't expect anything less from me because i'm fairly consistent on this kind of attitude. Um, but let's get into it, right? First thing is that a plant-based diet doesn't equal a fully plant-based diet. For the most part, everybody in the world eats the majority of their calories from plants because potatoes are plants, seed oils are plants. Um, these sort of things are actually the things that cause, actually give us uh, sort of grains of plants. I'd say, I think grains and seed oils make up something like 75% of the um, sort of world's average calorie intake, right? So almost everybody is on a majority plant-based diet. So we need to get clear on what we mean by that. So there are very, very, very few people who exclusively eat animal products. And there are equally few people, maybe probably more than that, but it's still a very small percentage who are entirely vegans. I think it's about two and a half percent in the UK. All right. So everyone else is on a spectrum. So what we have is we have things like flexitarians. So people that just are trying to eat a little bit less meat. You have people that don't eat red meat and they're called polo vegetarians. We have pescatarians that only eat fish. Lactovo vegetarians, which is, you know, eggs and dairy are fine. Lacto vegetarians, you take away the eggs. Over vegetarians and fully plant-based and vegan. So with less and less, all the way down to a vegan who not only doesn't eat plants, but they also won't wear leather shoes. Okay, so you can be fully plant based without being vegan. And there's lots of different um, lot of things with this. So the thing I want you to remember is that when it comes to and this is actually a really important takeaway point, when it comes to eating less meat, it is exactly that which is eating less meat. Should you want to eat less meat, you can do that without having to decide to be fully plant based, fully vegan, and you can, um, whatever the benefits are that you're searching for, you can see, you can, you can, you know, you can get those benefits. So think of it as a more, um, a more of a grayscale that you're moving down as opposed to a, I eat meat or I don't eat meat. I think that's a lot easier for most people to stomach. Um, and I also think that it takes away a lot of the guilt. Uh, you don't have to be a vegan if you want to eat less meat and say, for example, impact the environment less. Um, you can make these, these changes in a sort of a smooth manner. Now, the thing that's important to remember here with plants are healthy. Okay. So everything that we know about nutrition um, and everything that we have known for a long time is that anybody who eats more whole plant foods has a lower incidence of sort of cardiovascular disease. Okay. They also have a lower incidence of diabetes and a lower incidence of cancer. Okay. All the big ones and every one of the smaller things that comes after that overall morbidity and mortality is much lower if you eat more whole plant foods. The people that live the longest eat the most plants, all right? Now, that's all good and well. And so we might say to, for example, that, well, therefore, everybody should be vegan and there's no reason to eat, um, to eat meat at all. But that's not necessarily true because there's an extra thing that comes in, which is called healthy user bias. People that are eating a lot of whole plant foods also tend to smoke less, 
do more physical activity, consume less alcohol and, and eat fewer processed foods and eat less processed food in, in, in general. And this is really, really important because it's impossible for you to actually take a group of a thousand people, let's say, that would be a decent sample size, split them in half, put one of them on a standard sort of Western diet, put the other half of them on um, vegan diets and take them through their entire life and then come up at the end of it and be like, okay, so how is it exactly that, that they did, all right? It's very difficult to get people to do this. All of the evidence that there comes for nutrition is mostly based on cohorts, people self-identifying what they eat and then coming to conclusions based on correlations rather than actually controlling and causing things. There's lots of shorter term stuff, like for example, the same thing is like with supplements, there's lots of evidence that individual supplements make difference to people with individual problems in specific circumstances, because you can say this person is deficient in magnesium or, and they have symptoms of this. Therefore we'll give them some magnesium supplements and then we'll get to the end and that helps. This kind of thing is the same. This is the same as having a multivitamin. So you just give a multivitamin to a bunch of people. And even though some of them will make a difference, for the most part, it won't. It's a similar kind of thing. We can't work out exactly what's going on. And so what we need to be thinking about and what's really, really important is what are the, 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 the pros of this kind of thing and what are the downsides? And the simple pro is from the very beginning, regardless of whatever, whatever it is that anyone's ever said to you, the only thing that I've ever encouraged you to do is to eat more unprocessed food in general of which i would suggest that about at least 50 percent of that is whole plant foods okay so that's definitely something that i would recommend that you do anyway and that's what most of you are doing anyway you already have a plant-based diet so these are the things that are important now going the whole hog and going fully vegan is not all upsides Okay. In the same way that going the whole hog and going all carnivore is also has is not all upsides. It has drawbacks. And so then there needs to be some nuance and you need to actually understand whether that's the right decision for you. So, for example, on this little continuum of nutrition, we have um, a combination of basically we're looking at how easy something is to maintain as in how restrictive a diet is and how likely you are to be deficient in any nutrients. Okay. And this is a whole matrix of basically everything. Okay. And this is coming from precision nutrition, which are the people um, with whom I did my, um, my nutrition qualification. So this isn't me, this is them. Um, and so what they're basically saying is, is that the people that are the least likely to get um, a sort of a nutrient risk of deficiency are people who are whole food omnivores, right? So people that eat not very much processed food, but also eat because they eat meat, they eat fish, they eat poultry, they eat dairy, eggs, you know, starches, grains, the lot, which is what I actually recommend. Okay, based on purely on nothing other than this. This is the best chance that you have of getting all the nutrients you need. Animal, um, animal proteins, for example, are more bioavailable than vegetarian vegetable proteins. Um, nutrients are so are certain nutrients which are only found in animal food in the same way that there are certain nutrients which are only found in plant food you can't get everything that you want from from one thing and the, the thing is is that if you are going to re remove food groups you can work your way around it by being um, intelligent with your choices being more aware of what it is that you're doing and actually working out where it is you're likely to be deficient and choosing to eat more of other foods like for example here's a simple one if you remove um sort of eggs and sorry not eggs dairy and that kind of thing from your diet chances are a lot of calcium is going to go you need to replace that with dark leafy greens all right that's an easy one 
iron, a similar kind of thing. Um, B, like there's ways that you can get all these things. B12, you need to supplement. Um, protein is, is kind of like, is a big one as well. And you can get a complete profile of protein from which we'll cover more of later um, by making sure that you, you are having the correct foods. But it doesn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily as easy for you to achieve that as it would be if you just ate a fully balanced, um, even profile of whole foods. Okay. Simple example we have is, um, and I was talking to, to somebody the other day about this. If you are a professional athlete, let's say like a, a famous example is someone like Novak Djokovic. He's gone vegan. He has told everyone in the world that his energy is better. Um, firstly, this is a, a focus group of one. Okay. And so I fully believe that he does feel better. Um, and the fact of the matter is, if you take what the average person eats and replace it with whole sort of vegetable foods, all of them are going to feel better immediately because they're going to have no alcohol. They're going to have no... Um, sort of process, highly processed food, they're going to be all that kind of stuff, right? They're immediately going to feel better. The problem is, is that you and Novak Djokovic aren't the same for two reasons. The, the first one is, is that um, chances are he's much more in tune with what he's eating because he's a professional athlete. He's going to be the kind of person who actually knows exactly what makes him feel good. And for him, it's a very good chance that maybe he doesn't agree well with animal proteins, his, his digestion is better, whatever. The second thing is that he's also a professional athlete and he has a full, probably nutrition staff to make sure that he has everything he needs. You don't have that. And so what you need to do is you need to then put that much more effort in to make sure that you are getting it all in. You may find as well that if you stop, and I would say this about any food group, okay, any food group, you know, this isn't just about removing meat. If you remove a food group, you might find that if you have some intolerances or, or whatever, or you, or by do, making that nutrition change, you actually cut out a bunch of junk that you were eating, you're going to feel better. But the, what might happen in four or five years is that a deficiency will start to build up and then you'll feel worse, okay? So all of these things add complications to the matter of should I or shouldn't I remove food groups, let's say in a specific instance, meat, in order to help me to feel better, right? So all of these things are things you need to consider. The last thing is that just by removing meat and animal products from your diet has absolutely no relationship whatsoever to you actually eating better. For example... Here are some popular vegetarian options, okay? So you can have chocolate for breakfast, pizza for dinner, and ice cream for sort of a dessert or whatever, and you're still staying veggie. These are popular, popular vegan, vegan group foods, popular vegan foods. So crisps and chips and beer are all vegan options. If you live on these all the time, then you're not going to feel good, okay? Vegan doesn't mean healthy. Vegetarian doesn't mean healthy. And the thing that you need to be very aware of is that, um, especially fast food places, and ready meals and convenience foods and all these kinds of things have started to equate their marketing with this is plant-based, therefore it must be good for you. That's nonsense, okay? If you look at the ingredients in a Beyond Meat burger, it has about 50 ingredients, most of which you've never heard of before. It has more salt, more saturated fat than a regular burger. And also it has preservatives and it has gelling agents and has all this kind of stuff. And the only one ingredient of beef burger is beef, okay? Now, Lots of vegans will tell you that beef is inherently bad for you. I don't think that's true. Um, but the thing, the fact of the matter is, is just because something's plant-based doesn't mean it's healthier. What you need to focus on is actually increasing your intake of whole foods. And if eating less meat helps you to do that, then that's great. I'm more than happy for, but that's the main thing to focus on. So what I think that you should do in this specific instance is first things first, if you're going to 
let's say, go from full omnivore to a flexitarian or a pescatarian or a whatever, all those options that we listed, you're essentially eating less meat. Nothing changes, okay? So these are the targets that I've given you um, at the beginning, which is that the very least you should be aiming for is to have some kind of a protein source at every meal. All right. If you're operating on a medium, like intermediate level, then you need to be having sort of one to two palms of protein every meal, depending upon your your goals, your activity levels, and your uh, the number of meals that you eat a day. And ultimately, the gold standard for this is that you should be having one gram of protein per pound of your body weight per day. So you weigh 200 pounds, you eat 200 grams of protein. If you need to supplement, then please feel free. A little bit more on that to come. Um, if you are someone who is, um, and this is already stuff that we've got on the on the lab, if you're someone who is looking to become a um, like either a vegetarian, a pescatarian, or you know anything else, these I've got already done this before. This is on the lab, ready to download in a PDF. Very very simple. You should be aiming to eat more of the stuff in the green. You should be aiming to eat some of the stuff in the orange, and you should be trying to eat less of the stuff in the bottom bit. Okay, so just because. Um, a protein bar is vegan doesn't mean it's not a highly unprocessed, a highly processed piece of food. Okay. In the same way that a high fat piece of ground meat is a processed piece of food, high mercury fish has got lots of stuff that you don't want. So things like tuna and things like, um, things like mackerels and stuff. Actually, mackerels not so bad. Let's just say tuna. Can't think of them off the top of my head, but basically large oily fishes are the worst. Um, the, um, these are things you want to eat less of regardless. Okay. At the top, yogurt, cottage cheese, tempeh, uh, lentils and chickpeas, beans, anything that's got a, a star next to it is, is a, is a um, plant-based diet, sort of things that you should be eating more of. So for example, tofu and seitan are both pretty highly processed things, but actually when you're a plant-based thing, you don't have that much choice. So they have to come up the list. Okay. Um, vegans, again, we've got the same thing, just a few more varieties. The um, things like uh, adama may beans, lentils, beans, split peas, jack, you know, chickpeas, all this kind of stuff. Um, again, you still don't want to be having plant-based meats too much. They're good, they're high in protein, but they are a highly processed food. Like things like uh, corn, like um, things like Linda McCartney sausages, things like plant-based burgers. They're all really highly processed and have a lot of stuff in them. I don't know whether the, I would imagine that that will improve over time. Um, but for now, they're not, they're not necessarily healthy, even if they are plant-based, right? So, um, the key things that I want you to take away from this are, are sort of a threefold. For first things, uh, first things first is if your goal is to improve your health, going plant-based is unlikely to be a magic bullet, all right? Which means that just eating less meat, in my opinion, that's a big caveat, is not going to directly have any influence. If it means that you eat less processed food, it probably will. But actually, um, there's lots of evidence that meat is is very good for you. Okay, the thing that's bad is a standard sort of Western diet, which includes lots of processed meats, lots of um, things like you know hams and salamis and like corned beef and all that kind of. I mean, that's probably not a great example, but burgers, you know, fried chicken, processed meats, as opposed to things like lean cuts of um, red meat, sort of white meat, fish, all these kinds of things are actually seem to be pretty healthy. Going plant-based doesn't mean going straight to veganism. So there's lots of intermediates and actually you can have a big impact on whether it's want to be on animals or you want to have an environment or even your health by actually um, going plant-based sort of in a, in a sequential manner. And if you make the switch gradually, it's going to be way more sustainable because the fact of the matter is, is that if you are going plant-based overnight, 
that's not really that much different to you saying I'm suddenly going to start counting all my calories or I'm suddenly going to say that I don't drink alcohol anymore. I'm not going to have any fun or, you know, these all of these dramatic changes, unless you're in exceptional circumstances, tend not to last. So think about thinking what we're going to do is we're going to um, we're going to eat less less red meat, less whatever um, during the week or that kind of thing. I, I personally do that for the environment reason, which is that um, I'm not particularly bothered about, you know, the whole animal thing. I think that that could be improved, but we won't get into that. I'm much more bothered about the environment thing. So the, um, you know, I personally have where I would have had things like burgers for breakfast or actually that's a bad example. I only ever had burgers for breakfast, burgers for lunch, much more likely if I had burgers for lunch or, um, you know, things like having um, sort of big meaty lunches, I'm much more likely now to have um, to have things like eggs or to things have things like low fat cheese or anything like that, which is more protein based. OK, so make a switch gradual, make it sustainable. Um, and if you have any questions about this kind of thing, then please, please let me know. Um, hope this was useful. Thank you. All.